0: Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean.
1: And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football.
0: Let's go. Welcome
1: in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast, episode 184. Happy Wednesday out there. We are continuing our season preview series Interviews with every single ACC coach, and then analysis. In that episode, we released Georgia Tech on Monday, and today we are talking the Duke Blue Devils. Make sure you are listening on SiriusXM channel 371, on our Apple podcast. You can Google Gramlich and McLean, type it in there, leave us a review, and of course on the YouTube, which we're very excited about. Make sure you subscribe (laughs) on YouTube, check out our videos, check out our shorts. We got so much going on, but Mac, today we are talking Duke.
0: Come on, the Blue Devils, episode two. We're rolling through these previews, guys, getting very close to football season, super excited. I know this is right in the middle of camp. So if you're a former player and some uh, listening to this or an active player and you're like, man, I don't miss those days. I I don't. It it is a grind. You know what's so funny, KG, is when, you know, really, it was probably about three weeks ago or so when I started seeing these from some of the guys that I follow is, you know, they'll post like a picture of a camp itinerary on their story or something, and it's literally – 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Every single minute is scheduled. I'm just, I'm getting PTSD. I'm shaking, thinking about it. I I don't want to ever go back to that, but it's here. Football season's here, so super excited. We're talking Blue Devils. Let's get started right now. We're going to our interview with Coach Mike Elko. Here we go. Coach Elko, welcome into the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Listen, the whirlwind is about to start. Have you been able to take any vacation? Do you have any trips lined up? What What does summer look like for the Elko household?
2: Yeah, so the whirlwind started seven months ago when I got here. I don't think it stopped at any point. And uh, I'm just trying to get into a house. I'm, I'm I'm a couple days away from finally getting out of hotel life and getting into a house. So uh, that's my summer vacation. My summer vacation is sleeping in my own room at some point. So <laughs> that's my goal.
0: That's well. Kelly and I are experiencing that right now. She just moved. She's in, as you can see, her beautiful office behind. I'm still in an apartment. So the three of us, Coach, that that's our summer vacation is we get go. to move yeah. uh, to other houses. I know that's going to be exciting to get settled. And get into your own space there, but uh like, like you said, the, the fire hose started, the whirlwind started seven months ago. You're the man; it's your team. How has this transition be, been as the Duke head football coach?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a lot of fun. I think uh you know, you, you get you get into that defensive coordinator role for as long as I did, and you know, it creates a little bit of a fresh start to get into this chair and. Uh, you know, probably early on, there were a couple of times where I, I did the old, you know, I wish we could just, oh, I guess I don't have to do that anymore. We could just do it because uh, I don't have to run anything up any flagpole, but but no, it's it, it's been a lot of fun to go into, dive into building a program, building the infrastructure around a program, getting to know all of the players associated with Duke football, you know, on the field, in the locker room, but also in the community, in the alumni network. It's just been, uh, you know, you just dive in and, and you start swimming and Hopefully keep your head above water. That's really been my mindset.
1: Yeah, for sure. Diving in. We know that. So what have been your biggest focal points so far? The things that you've been focused on the most as you've taken it? I think
2: year one is about developing the culture in your locker room. I think that's the most important thing. And so, you know, to me, that's a lot of different things. I think we we on our side wanted to make sure that that the, the locker room operated how we wanted to, the work ethic, the toughness. Um, that we were doing things the right way in life, making the right decisions and choices. I think that that is our internal culture that's really important to us. But then I think we also wanted to you know, make sure that we were providing and, and getting our kids to understand that we were going to develop for them a first-class experience. And so I had a lot of conversations with them about – you know, what can we fix? What can we do better? What in what on campus? What in living? What in housing? What in food? Um, and really try to, to make a lot of improvements and changes to their quality of life, too, so that it became a little bit of a give and take, you know, throughout this whole process.
0: I love that. And, and you know, because being a, a head coach now and, and really probably for quite some time, but it's like being a CEO and, and right. your hands are all over this program. And coach, what has maybe been the Big surprise uh, or or maybe just thing you didn't really think about that you've had to deal with or you're in control of or or things of that nature being the head guy?
2: Yeah, I I think it's just how many different layers there are to the job. You know, I I used to I used to tell people when I interviewed and I told Nina this on the interview, like, you know, I'm a defensive coordinator, so I've been running 50 percent of the program. For the last 13 years. And like, really, I was running about 5% of the program. <laughs> you know, when you really, when you really peel off every layer of what falls into the head coach's lap and, and what he's responsible for, um, probably just the depth of it all. And, and you know, but it's been good. I, I got a lot of people helping me. We got a great staff. We got great people on campus and in the building. And, you know, they've been kind of guiding me through it all.
0: Yeah, that that's a cool point. You know, knowing and having that staff around you, you know, to help help elevate everything. I know that's important. I know that a lot comes into hiring the right people can help alleviate a, a lot of that stress and folks that really can help you you know, ultimately get Duke to, to where you want it and, and to be the best version that it can be. Um, how about this new rule, this new NCAA rule? I have to imagine that it's it's a pretty cool thing that you guys can be hands-on during the summer because when I was playing, when Kelly was playing, it was like strength staff only. A new new group of coaches come in. I have to think this has been instrumental for you guys to to figure out how these guys are taught, how they best – take in knowledge and, and to really just implement your work ethic and, and culture at the same time.
2: Yeah. We literally just walked off the practice field this morning. Come on, and, and for a, you know, for a new staff, I think that's huge. I mean, it's good for everybody, but you know, you, you don't get a ton of time when you're a new staff. And so, you know, you get the 15 practices in the spring, but that's, that's, you know, that's, that's just scratching the surface of what you're trying to get established as an offense and defense and special team system. And so to get this extra time where we're able to really go out with them for 45 minutes, you know, twice a week and and really continue to develop, continue to teach, continue to do the fundamental work, but also continue to kind of just teach our schemes. And, you know, so that when we do get to fall camp, we're in a better position to hit the ground running and get this thing really off and, and going.
1: You mentioned you just came off the practice field. I know that when you're in, you're putting in a new culture and you're you're starting a new program, there are certain guys that buy in right away and emerge as leaders, as as maybe many coaches in some respects. So, which guys have emerged for you that you feel like have really bought into what y'all are trying to yeah, do? Yeah,
2: I think the one thing that I'll say, Kelly, and this has been so this is the sixth time that I've been on a brand new staff. Um, this is by far wow. the the largest buy-in. That I've had in year that's one. Right. I think we've we've got a great locker room and a great group of kids, and so by and large, I, I would say everybody has has bought into what we're trying to do. But you know, the names you're looking for, I think Dwayne Carter stands out on defense. I think he's a kid um, who's a tremendous leader. He's got a tremendous amount of charisma about him. Uh, Shaka Hayward is a kid that's played a lot of football, and you know, those are the ones you always try to get first because. You know, they've been through so much. They've been through the old staff. They know they're not, they don't have four or five years in front of them. And, you know, are they really, really willing to change for their last year of college football? Uh, And Chaka's been great in that regard. And then over on the offensive side of the ball, you know, I just, the two offensive linemen, Graham Barton and Jacob Monk, just kind of stand out to me as guys who have have really taken this thing and run with it. And that's where, that's great for us because, you know, we've got to get better in the trenches and, and you want that group of your offensive line to be the leaders in the program.
0: The big uglies up front, they've got to be able to do it. Um, yes. Let's talk about a little skill, Coach, because uh, your wide receiver room is, is pretty impressive to me. And, and specifically when I turn on the tape, a guy like Jalen Calhoun just really jumps off the screen and with, when you see his freaky athletic ability, his explosion. Uh, but then you, you've got a, a handful of other guys that I think can really – take another step and, and really develop to be ball players for you. What, is, what has impressed you about that room? And, and really, I guess, what's the expectation from them to be leaders and playmakers this season?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, obviously I love that group. I think, I think that's one of our deepest groups on the team. Uh, you know, expectation is just maybe a higher level of consistency. I think, you know, last year a lot of what we did offensively funneled through Jake Bobo, and, and maybe rightfully so, but you know, we've got to get more consistency across the board, Um, From some of our guys, you know, obviously you you mentioned Jalen and Jalen's had a tremendous offseason. I think he's in as good a shape as he's ever been in his life. Uh, Looks great running around, uh, catching the ball well and so really happy with where he's gone. Um, You know, then you've got some of the guys that have have played roles that need to, to really step up for us. Guys like Eli Panko, guys like Daryl Harding, um, names that have been around, and then and then I think one that's going to really emerge is you know a kid named Samir Higgins. And Samir had a great great spring for us. Uh, he's a redshirt freshman, and I think he'll kind of burst onto the scene a little bit this fall.
0: Yeah. Well, what is, what's the best way, Coach, that you've seen? I mean, you you've been in this business for a long time, and, and you know had some really you know great players under your belt there. How do you get that consistency piece out? Is it challenging the room? Is it going to guys individually? Is it you know putting in extra work after practice? When you say we we just we have to be more consistent, how do you make that tangible and and make that a reality?
2: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything that you just said. I think first of all, you got to present a vision of you know why each rep matters. You know why is the Tuesday morning workout throw and catch as important as the fourth quarter throw and catch in the Clemson game, right? Like, why Why are those things the same? And, and show them enough evidence and enough video and present enough to them that they start to buy into to that piece of it. And then I think you have individual conversations where you, you can really – you know get to kids and, and connect with kids and you say hey listen like you know, you have aspirations or goals are going on to the next level and, and here's here's what a scout sees right now and and you do a lot of video evidence and that's that's today's generation a little bit right they, they say you can't coach today's generation hard i just think you got to coach them different i I think they all want accountability i think they all want to be be trained at a high level um i just maybe it's it's got to be a little bit more of that hey here's what it is like and here's what people are seeing and so if you want to get where you want to go this is what you got to change and i think kids respond to that very well
1: coach with duke itself i mean duke is a is a massive brand on many different levels academically of course athletically as well uh, when see, people see that D, they they recognize it. What was it about Duke for you? what Why did you want to take this leap and take over the football program at Duke?
2: Yeah, I, I think it started with what you just said, Kelly, the brand. I think we have the ability, you know, unlike a lot of schools, we can go coast to coast and we have brand recognition. Um, and and you know, whether it's through the academics or through other athletic programs right now, brand recognition is the same, you know, and so that's where it starts. And then I think, just going through a lot of the conversations with Nina King, our athletic director, and Vince Price, our president. I think they're committed to, to getting football on that level. I think if you look at Duke over its history, they've done a lot of things at an elite level. Um, and maybe, maybe football consistently over time is the one thing that hasn't held its course the right way. And so I think they're committed now more than ever to resources, to, to ideas, to being open to how we build the absolute best football program that fits into Duke. And I think if we can do that and, and get this thing operating at a really high level, I think Duke is a really special place. And I think that's shown that in so many avenues. And so that to me, gives me confidence that we can get it done on the football field too.
0: Come on. what well, well, that was a great answer, coach. I'm sure you've yeah. said it a hundred times, but <laughs> I love that. I love all those reasons and, and it makes a ton of sense. Um, so, so you bring all that up I, I kind of you answered this already at the front end I think but before we get you out of here I just want to know from you personally year one will be a success if we do what uh, for you as, as your first year as a head coach
2: yeah I, I just think continuing to progress with with running the program and being a program that we're proud of and and so to me what does that look like uh, that we continue to, to strain and work hard every day that we fight for four quarters every Saturday that we learn how to play winning football. We talk to our kids a lot about, I think that's one of the things they've appreciated is like, what is winning football? Like we're never just playing reps. Like we're doing something and and you're either doing it winning way or a losing way and, and trying to continue to keep that going and just keeping the fight and the spirit that we've been able to kind of light through the summer program and, and the spring ball going through the fall. And I think if we can do that, you know, one. I also I think we'll have a lot more success than people think we can. But I also think that'll 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 build to the future and where we want to go.
0: There you go. I love that. Great answer, Coach. Well, thank you very much for joining us. Good luck this season, and I uh, can't wait to see you guys get it kicked off.
2: Awesome, guys. I appreciate you having me on.
1: The new CEO of Duke Football, Mike Elko, joining us, and it was fascinating to hear Mac that he's been basically living in a hotel since he <laughs> took the job. I mean, that's not fun. That is straight is not up not fun.
0: fun. I- I've got to say, KG. So when I when I was training for uh, the, the wannabe NFL career that I had, I was in like this in- extended stay Ugh. for like two months. It was terrible. It was horrible. This I is just not wanted fun. to do anything else. So coach, we're happy that you will be in a new house soon. uh, And and hopefully the family's all back together because they did not make the trip. They weren't staying in the hotel.
1: Right. No, they're like, we'll stay in College Station until we get a house. My guy, we're not going to be staying in the residence inn or wherever. (laughs) Um, And he talked about how this was his sixth time on a brand new staff. So he has that experience. And he said the buy-in has been really good. I know a lot of coaches say that. For some reason, Mac, the way coach Elko said it, I believed
0: it. You believed him. You believed I totally him? Well, he's did. off to a good start. He's off to a good start. I, I did I totally too, did. though. I did too. Just, just that little twinkle in his eye. No, I think the um, he, he seemed really sold on where he is, mm-hmm. and he seemed very happy about it. And, and the fact that I mean, you're starting over, man. You're building a program to what you want it to be, and you know, it's really fun when we get to speak to these coaches. We've got a handful of first year coaches in the ACC, and it was really cool to kind of talk to each of them about just where their head is at, because as you'll hear from, uh, as we heard from Coach Elko, we'll hear from some of the others, there is so much other stuff mm-hmm. than just football. I mean, oh, yeah. fundraising, uh, meet and greets, uh, administrative stuff, travel you know, getting schedules, travel. I mean, it's, it's crazy what all goes into it. And you're just want to be a football coach. You just want to focus on your guys and you can't. It's mm-hmm. truly a CEO as you introduced him. So very gracious, number one, for him making some time for us, but really cool for him to pull back the curtain and for us just to see what, what what's that first couple of months really like and drinking from the fire hose, sprinting on the recruiting trail, and, and just, just going. It's
1: chaotic, no doubt. This is a Duke team. Let's set it up here. Three and nine last year, didn't win an ACC game, which was definitely a step down for Duke. And they lose their two best players from a year ago, Mateo Durant their do-it-all running back, and Jake Bobo, their leading receiver. They also lose their starting quarterback, Gunnar Holmberg, and it may be good to get a fresh start, but at least you lose that guy that has all that experience. And, MacDuke has lost 17 of its last 18 ACC games. They were last in the league in scoring defense, last in the league in scoring offense. This is, you know, we talk about Jeff Collins maybe having the, the greatest rebuild of all time just because of the personnel, but this is also a huge task. Duke is... What it used to be under Cutcliffe in 2013, you know, winning the Coastal, it is a far ways away from what it was, Mac, just a couple years ago.
0: Yeah, and, and really just to to touch on that, KG, because I think it was nothing short of amazing what Coach Cutcliffe was able to do. And, and I think the, the, the places that he took Duke were unprecedented. And, and I know, oh, you can say Duke played in a Rose Bowl way back. I think they had like three or four losses that year. And they hosted it, so it wasn't even like, the, the real deal, and, and obviously college football is much different uh, than back then. But I, I just remember going to Duke as a recruit. There was a track around the football field, mm-hmm. like at, at a col- a major college. Did you take ACC an official
1: school.
0: visit to Duke? No, no, no. I only took okay. one official visit, and that just was went Clemson. To a camp. But I did visit multiple times just because I, gotcha. I love Cut. I mean, I knew him from back in his Tennessee yeah. days, yeah. and uh, just loved that guy. And really was was close to to thinking about it, which is crazy to say yeah. right now. Um, but you're right. I mean, it, it's a tough thing. Duke in general, Duke football it is a tough, tough thing to turn around, to get consistent. To, because number one, academics, you can barely get people in. Number two, it's such a basketball school. There's so much focus, but they bought right. in. And, and there is that, that uh, buy-in to it, knowing where college football is going and what it can be for your program. So I'm with you, KG. It, it is gonna, going to be a very tough job. It's going to be something that... Um, success there is defined differently than it is at, at success at other schools. And so I think it was great what he said at the end of, end of the interview, um, but really the biggest deal is going to be finding playmakers, finding guys ready to go and, and be able to deliver for your football team.
1: Knowing all of that, I think Nina King really made a great hire in Mike Elko. Right. A, a great defensive mind who's been all over the country, been at Wake, been in the SEC, was the DC at a And he's definitely defensive focused. But let's start with the offense here. Their offensive coordinator, Kevin Johns, he was on Cliff Kingsbury's staff at Texas Tech and then was at Memphis too. So he wants to air it out. He wants to throw the ball. And they have a quarterback battle between two very, very young quarterbacks in Riley Leonard and Jordan Moore. Both are freshmen. One's more of a pocket guy. One's more of a dual threat. So we know the QB is going to be young, Mac. But I I do think one of the biggest strengths of this Duke offense is going to be the O-line. They return four starters, they were great run blocking for Mateo Durant uh, last year. So at least, even though the QB's young, going to be young no matter who it is, they will have an experienced offensive line. I know you love that.
0: That's right. I'm jacked up. I'm jacked up to talk O-line anytime we can. And really, Jacob Monk, probably the leader of that group and a guy that's been just really solid uh, for, for a couple of years now. But you know, just seeing that, because that's where it starts. Both lines of scrimmage, and and ironically or not ironically, good uh, reasoning here is both lines of scrimmage have some playmakers offensively and defensively. And I think if you can establish the run and just figure that out, and Duke has a couple of of guys I think could really surprise some people at the running back position. I think once we see that and you can get it established, and then if you have a a quarterback back there that can make things happen with his legs as well, man, it it could be something where they get back quicker than, than maybe we think. But at the end of the day, uh the, the, the name of the game is going to be getting the ball to Jalen Calhoun. I mean, he is just a freak physically and, and the things that he can do from that position, mix it up, hand him the ball off, pitch him the ball, whatever you gotta do, he needs ten plus touches a game.
1: He does. There's no doubt. And I, I know last year and even the year before for Duke with Chase Bryce, turnovers were a huge Killer. concern. Killed him, yeah. Oh, just absolutely killed him. Duke has been terrible at the turnover margin. So that's something with a defensive guy, maybe maybe a little bit more of a conservative scheme. (laughs) You're going to take care of the ball to help your defense because some of those turnovers put this defense in a terrible spot last year. They gave up 518 yards per game, which is insane, (laughs) like mind-blowing. But they do return Shaka Hayward, who is their leading tackler and just their guy, the middle of that defense, and Dwayne Carter on the D-line is back. So they have two big-time names on defense, and you can really only go up. But I think a lot of this is going to be the offense helping them. Like, do not just give the ball freely to the other team.
0: Exactly. Playing complementary football. I mean, that that that's the deal here. And, and really, all three phases it's when you're really, really good uh, and you're probably competing for championships, but at least getting two of the three on the same page and, and helping them out. It's, it's every drive ending in a kick. That's a field goal or a punt or an extra point. Don't have the costly tur- turnovers. As you said, when, when you're turning the ball over on your 20-yard line, I mean, what's going to happen? There's points. There are points right. going to be scored. There, there are things that are going to happen to your defense, on top of the fact that they're probably going to be on the field so much longer. And so guys are winded, and depth is not a friend here You know, for, for this team. So I think the two guys that you mentioned there, Shaka and Dwayne, I mean, they're the clear-cut leaders, the clear-cut best players And they have to step up. They have to take it to another level for Coach Elko, for this staff, and for Duke. I mean, ultimately, you decided to come to this school. You need to put the respect on that name and go out there and play your best each and every time. So I think they can do it. Super excited to hang out with those guys in the coming days as we do kind of our summer tour here for ACC Network. And it'll be fun to see them live and in person.
1: It will. And to see Coach Elko and his coaching style and practices and things like that. Special teams-wise, they return Charlie Ham, who didn't miss an extra point last year, and they return their starting punter, Porter Wilson. So they feel pretty good. Yeah, Porter's, Porter's a dog, wise. too.
0: He can smack that yeah. thing.
1: He's good. He's a great punter. Yeah, he can. So again, let the possession end in a kick. Exactly. That, that is the main storyline here. And the other main storyline, Mac, with Duke, let's be honest, can they win an ACC game? I, I think that's where we are. They've lost 17 of the last 18. They went over for last year. Here are the winnable games with a win total overall of three and a half. Same as Georgia Tech, believe it or not. Here are the winnable games in my estimation. Temple at home. At Northwestern. So you go on the road, a team you beat last year. The Brain year. Bowl. North, yeah, the Brain Bowl. North Carolina a better win that game. At Kansas. Look, Kansas beats Texas these days, so Hold who on. knows. Hold on, let me just say and something about that. At Georgia Tech, I,
0: too. I went on a a sermon, a rant, a... a Long-winded answer about do not lose to Kansas. Duke, I'm not the commissioner of the ACC. If you lose to Kansas, you're done. You're out. I'm just saying that right now. Stop. You're, you're gone. But it's on the I road. It's at I Kansas. Care. I don't care. You're out. All right, anyway, looking at those games, KG, uh, you know the difference between that win total uh, and, and winnable games between Georgia Tech and Duke? Uh, no Georgia no old Miss, no yes. UCF. I mean, UCF was on the winnable game, but my goodness. I, I Just when I look at these schedules and wow, go get them, go get them done. So I, I might lean the over here just because one, two, three, four, five. I think they can get four of those. I mean, I, I really do. And I think Georgia Tech maybe think? is the one win, but maybe not. That's probably a, a 50-50 toss up. So ultimately it's going to come down to who's your quarterback? What can you do offensively? Because uh, you got to score points, but Man, th- th- this is going to be tough. Crazy as it sounds, I'm going four, which is over for Duke.
1: Oof. See, I don't love the fact that Northwestern and Kansas are both on the road. <laughs> I don't
0: either. Now that I'm saying I'm talking myself that out of stinks. it. I'm walking back. I'm and walking backwards.
1: <laughs> I made the mistake last year of telling people that Duke would hit the over. I think it was three and a half last year. And I'm like, they opened with Charlotte. They got that one. Check the box. They lost to Charlotte. So, I'm not giving it over. I've learned my lesson, but... In terms of winnable ACC games, I think Georgia Tech is the most winnable. That that would be if they can win a, an ACC game, beat Temple, A and T, maybe Northwestern, it, get to four. Right. I think that'd be a step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and, and I agree. And, and just you know, really going back to KG, the 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 takeover that's happening here, and, and what you're able to do, and the, the uphill battle that truly you know you're you're faced with right now, even from an NIL perspective. I mean, the support that you have. Um, it is growing and it's going in the right direction. And Nina King is doing an unbelievable job, um, you know, with this athletic department. My goodness, I mean, to, to you know, have to replace the best college basketball coach ever in a lot of people's opinion, uh, which that was a little bit easier because it sounded like it, w- it was something that has been in progress for a while. But then a legend and probably one of your best coaches, not probably for sure one of your best football coaches of all time. In the same year, Uh, oh, by the way, you just got the job. So she's done a great job. It's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, I think Coach Elko, again, a defensive guy, get back to your roots. Use the transfer portal as you can. Get some instant feedback because there's going to be, KG, with some of these programs, there's that perfect mix of, okay, I have time. I can go stay high school route, I can develop and get guys going. Then there's other teams that I got to win now. I got to have players right now that can come in and make an instant impact and help my team. And Duke is is leaning more towards that way. So it's going to be fascinating to see, you know, really just their thought process, uh, you know, really in recruiting and how do we see that unfold for the next couple of years here. But then again, just the instant reaction right now, this year, what can you do with this team? Who's your guy at quarterback? And defensively, can you take a step because you, you just have to five hundred plus yards a game. Is embarrassing, quite frankly. And you, you can't do that.
1: I think it, and it all starts with the turnover margin, something that for the most part you can control. And we mentioned this with Coach Elko at the end. The Duke brand is still strong. Oh, yeah. You can go anywhere in the country and people know. And probably
0: close to the world. I mean, it is a yeah, worldwide People brand. know
1: Duke. It's just a matter of from the football side, but at least yeah. you have that brand recognition. That's, That's right.
0: Today. That's right. No doubt. Guys, thank you so much to Kat Kisner. Thank you to Coach Elko. So grateful for your time and joining us here. And of course, our producer, Richmond Weaver, the unbelievable work that he does for us. Go check out his podcast, Rich Take on Sports. You're not going to want to miss that. has some great stories, really in all walks of life in the sporting world. Uh, A lot of fun there, but that's it for us, guys. Go over to SiriusXM. Give them a call. I don't know why you don't subscribe already. Get them in your car. Get them on Give your them phone. Call. Give them a call. I think, is there a 1-800 number somewhere? There I, probably I'll have to is. Look into it. Call we'll, them. <laughs> we'll find it. Just download the app. I, I, I was kind of being a boomer right there. It's unbelievable. Okay, boomer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hello,
1: but, <laughs> I'd like to get this in my vehicle.
0: <laughs> in, in my phone. Can you help me here? Uh, you're, you're calling me on your phone. Anyway, go over to YouTube. Go over to Apple <laughs> Podcasts. Subscribe, rate, love us, like us, whatever you need to do. It's also fun to hear back from you guys in the comment section and and in the reviews there. So hit us up anytime, uh, but until next time, we'll see y'all.